ACAST. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is why you can't be friends with uh, peacocks. Oh. I had in my head sitting in my arsenal here. <laughs> let, me, let me get this straight, you guys. Uh, for those who are just joining us, I spent hundreds of dollars buying us Beats headphones because we're potting on a budget, <laughs> and because of Jeffrey's high ceilings, we could not hear him. And I said, "Damn, next week I might have to get us some microphones." Jeffrey says, hold on, and then shows up with a uh, Wendy Williams microphone. <laughs> because you know what? I was doing some cleaning this weekend, and uh-huh. I literally realized I had this in one of my uh, boxes from when I just moved. And But I didn't know if the, it didn't have the attachments. And I well, literally friend, just... Friend, it's very loud, so you can, like, uh, I don't know if you're going to adjust the volume or just be chill. Oh, you want me to shut up? <laughs> no, 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 no. You just sound very professional and you showing off Beyonce because the rest right. of us are talking out of our laptops. Show off. You okay. see how that? You see that? But is it loud and clear? Finally, this is the Jeffrey oh. I wanted. But shit, how do we sound? Garbage compared to that. <laughs> I don't receive that. <laughs> Jeffrey, how do we sound? Do we sound okay? Yeah, to me, y'all sound good. I Because, I mean, but you're directly in my ear, so... Okay, he said to me, when people say stuff like that, like, oh, friend, does this outfit look good? It looks good. On, I mean, that's cute for you. That's cute for you. you. It looks like your style. That's not affirming to me. That's fine. All right. Now that we finally have Jeffrey, please send me a link of whatever that's called. <laughs> I, I was just sending you the photo because it wasn't in a box or anything. It was just the literally the mic by itself. Just like black people, you ask for a link, they're going to send you a picture of a regular black mic and hope that you can figure it out. Because it wasn't mine. I didn't purchase it. I found it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Don't overshare. Because this, <laughs> this, this could be used as evidence. Uh, send me a picture of any identifying labels on it, okay? All right. So, to, you know, we'll because when we, I'm nervous if he's going to confess to a crime. We're not going to ask Jeffrey <laughs> how he got that microphone. Child, y'all got me for the, the Postmates last time. I'm just going to shut up on him. Why are you doing phone sex voice now? You see what happens when you give a ninja a mic? <laughs> You're like, well, actually. Right. Girl, girl six head ass. <laughs> well, okay. Am I the only one here who has done phone sex as a career? Who has what? Done phone sex before? Oh, as a career? Yes. For fun? Probably not. <laughs> no. Phone sex, when it's for fun, that's called phone boning. So we used to call it in the... Sure. In the in the nineties and early two thousands, we called it phone boning. Is that is that still a term, or did I make that up from my elder years? I mean, now everybody just naked on the internet, so I don't know if they, you know, it's no discretion or anything. Now it's just put it out there. That's true. You don't have to phone bone yeah. if you have OnlyFans. You can FaceTime bone though. 
Is that just sex work at that point? It's just sex work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. By the way, back when I was younger, my younger home days, boning was my favorite slang term for sex. <laughs> I just thought it really got the job done. What was your favorite uh, term for sex when you were younger? Or now, nasty. I you like boning little... too. Yeah. The bone... Wait, bone Lulu, session. Lulu, did you hear this man? I said slang and this man looked into his expensive microphone and said fucking. <laughs> I like to get right to the point. We ain't gotta do all this all this pretense. That's, that right there, that right there is girl math versus boy math. Leave a little mystery, okay? A little, like, no, hey, first of all, boning, boning is an aggressive word. That's a very it's, aggressive word. Is is it's um vernacular foreplay. <laughs> Let's just get to it. Y'all and Jeff hates foreplay, clearly. <laughs> I don't hate it, but you know, sometimes we just I want to know what are we here for. I agree with that. I agree with that. When I lost my virginity, um, it was, on a, I told you this before, Jeffrey, uh, the other night when I was at your house, it was a Sunday before church. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you left that part out. No, no, I, I said that part. You might've been cooking in the kitchen. You must no. might've missed it. Yeah. I lost my virginity on a Sunday before church uh, to someone who was in the choir. Um, that was uh, interesting. And I remember there's this moment where you're going over to somebody's house at seven o'clock in the morning for sex. Right. So, you know, Fix your face, Jeffrey. I feel you so knew, much. Different. He was going over there at seven a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> no, they came to my house on seven a.m. on a Sunday for sex. With and your Haitian mama. She was sleeping in the back room. That's why it was seven a.m. Frank. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was knocked the fuck out from her overnight shift, and so there's this moment where you're about to have casual sex, where if one of you is nervous, there's this weird thing of let's do small talk. And I remember looking and saying. So are you going to take off your clothes or what? I don't want to talk about <laughs> how you're doing. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. It was your first time. Are you going to call your first time casual sex? Yes. <laughs> that sounds like... <laughs> my first time was casual sex because I had been engaged and had told my fiance I was waiting for marriage and then realized I just didn't like him. And so, uh, a- so after we broke up, I was like, no, I need to have sex. I wasted a year and a half on somebody that I didn't sleep with and I just need to get it out the way. Oh. <laughs> Is that, is that how was your first times guys what was your first time like i'm guessing it was not before church that's fine <laughs> it was definitely not before church i don't remember the exact day of the week it's funny i was actually this is so random that you brought this up i was just uh saturday having this conversation with someone about first time uh, she was telling me her first time i was telling her mine. i had the fortunate benefit of my first time being amazing in every way shape form and fashion possible i still remember to this day like my first time was great. <laughs> Lulu, Jeff thinks he's Beyonce this entire episode because I had damn Ever mic. since you he got it? that mic, yeah. He keeps waving it in our face. I can't right. the facts. I <laughs> are you holding the facts. it? Are you holding yeah, the mic? I am, yeah. Because I don't have a... Listen, we real, we real nigga rigged over here, so look. It's either me hold the laptop or me hold the right. mic. <laughs> damn. Okay, it's the so- house of cards that's going to fall. If it went in. <laughs> it's going to come tumbling down. Well, well, since we're sharing, my laptop is standing on uh, three shoeboxes, so it's okay. We're making okay. it work. Lulu, how'd you lose your virginity since Jeff wants to talk about fairy tales? <laughs> um, well, I was also trying to get, get, get it over with, but I was like, I wanted to not be casual so I like literally was like okay let me find a boyfriend let me be with him for a little while and then we'll have sex and then like after we did it like I was just like yeah 
it wasn't well, bad you, it was it, just kind of awkward and also like you know most women don't orgasm for a while like unless you have been yeah. masturbating which i was not doing so most women are not orgasming their first time or even like their first 30 times because they just don't know how to get it done so it was well, just kind of like okay well. two things you went into it saying let's get it over with <laughs> number yeah. one that said that was the <laughs> that set the the mood set the atmosphere well then, I just, I, when i say get it over with i mean like it's just been like this looming thing like i didn't lose my virginity until i was like 21 and me too. I, so <gasps> I, I, I was 18. just like I, so i was just kind of like okay everyone's talking about it all this is rig and roll and i hated telling people i was a virgin because people never believed me yeah I, I, really? I was this huge a whole bag and so I was like, I just want like to get past the mystique and like, you know, the way people are talking about it. Like, really? boys and girls, do you hear that? Jeffrey was 18. Me and Lulu were 21. We were all legal adults. We were all legal. I actually made the conscious decision to wait until I was 18 and, and then- also also away in college. Um, to- <laughs> and then became a hoe and then became <laughs> to do all the things. Hoe. And, you know, it's one of the things, you know, it's like falling down the rabbit hole. It was like, oh, maybe if I'd had that let's get it over with or a bad experience, you know, things might've been different, but. Were you in a relationship? <laughs> yeah. It was, yep. First love, all of that uh, stuff. Well, that's cute. That's yeah. real cute. I had sex with my rebound, but you know, it is what it is. Since we're talking about dating and sex guys, I want to jump right into our uh, first discussion topic for today. Uh, you guys, first of all, I apologize that we did not have an episode last week. Um, I was fighting for my life. I was on I was on the couch face down, sick as a mug, and looked at my watch and it said 2 p.m. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to do this spot today. I texted Jeffrey and Lulu and said, I'm so sorry because I'm 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 dying. Um, you guys are very understanding. And there's a lot that's been happening since we last talked. Uh the first thing that I know you've seen by now, Oyster Girl. Everybody Oyster and their girl. mother. Oh, no, no, I'm just, so, I'm just, don't worry, don't worry. Before you start complaining and saying, do we have to? We, we're already talking about it, Jeffrey. I will say this. For those who haven't heard about it, Oyster Girl is the girl who, in Atlanta, there's a place where you can get 15 oysters, no, 12 oysters for $15. And so sis got 48 oysters. There has been some heated debate around if her date was wrong or right for leaving when she got the oysters. I think that 48 oysters is a lot, but $60 is not. So six dollars with the oysters wouldn't have scared me off. Forty-eight oysters would have. <laughs> the, the, the cheesecake factory girl, who I'm not gonna, okay. I'm gonna say be nice this episode. The cheesecake factory girl, um, in a beautiful dress from Rainbow or Sheen or Zara or T- Timu. Um, she by Sheree. It, it was very. It was. It was not even she by Sheree. It was just. Sh- <laughs> and and she uh, had purple lipstick and a green dress. And got mad that a man allegedly tried to take her to Cheesecake Factory on a first date. I personally think that that one was a skit. I don't think it was real. Just because her and the man did a podcast interview right afterwards. And most men that I know, if you put them on social media and go viral for publicly humiliating them, they're not going to go on a podcast with you and kiki with you like your homegirls. So I think it might have been fake. But these two stories bring a question of, do you have any icks when it comes to dating that would make you want to ghost your partner at the table? Who wants to start first? I know Jeff I probably got a bunch Lulu. of I do, so that's why I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Lulu go first. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to retain these thoughts. <laughs> oh, also cheers, guys. You know, am I the only one with a cocktail? Oh, yes, the drinks. Today I'm drinking a probiotic soda because I'm on my health shit. What are you guys drinking? I am I- doing Jameson and Ginger. Ooh. 
I have watermelon water. <laughs> I like basically Jeffrey is a, is a bartender. Right. Oh. Cheers. Oh, that's refreshing. Uh, by the way, because I've 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 uh, put a, a napkin around the, the the can because I recognize that people are watching us more than I realize, and nobody's paying for sponsorship. <laughs> so, so if somebody would like me to reveal what's in this can, uh, send me a check. All right, hit it, Lulu. Um, I was gonna let Jeff because I need to think about it. I don't like off the top of my head. Probably the biggest ick for me is just like if you say that you're tall and you're not. Because oh, I because I'm a tall person. So it's just like, why did when I was on dating apps, um, men would get mad at you, like if you asked how tall they were. When so she I, was on dating apps, because Lou got chose. <laughs> <laughs> but Lou so, got a man. <laughs> but so I, I stopped asking because I was like, is this like a rude question? But then I went on a date with a guy who said he was six feet tall. He happened to be like five nine, five ten, and I had heels on. So I'm like six one. And he's like five nine, and so I'm like, this is why I asked. So I ended up putting on my profile like, I'm five ten. I'm going to ask you how tall you are, because he was also like shocked, like, oh, this is it's a big old girl. <laughs> <laughs> was this a real like? Was this like a real date? Like, oh, I might like this guy, or was this like just going out just because? It was like just going out just because, but still, like, it's still. He was he was visibly uncomfortable. I'm taller than men frequently. <laughs> so it's not like a big deal for me. But he was just like uncomfortable and felt weird. And like, even when he stood up, he was like, oh, way taller than I thought. And I'm just like, nigga, I, like, this is why women ask, how tall are you? Like, mm. you would lie and say yeah. that. I'm like, I'm 5'10". These lies be coming out immediately. So I'm only 5'8 and a half. And I be feeling like I got to make sure people aren't lying to me. So I can't even That's- imagine being two inches taller than that. Because you're above five seven, women five seven and taller are tall, and then oh. wearing heels, you know, that's going to bring you up to at least, if not five ten, five eleven, above six feet. See, I agree, with, disagree with that. I've always felt that average women are five six and below. <laughs> tall five four. Women, okay, five four. Hey, Brandy. If you want, and, and below, I think that uh, tall women are five nine and up. I think five seven to five eight. You just there. Because <laughs> I'm five eight and a half, and I'm not tall or short. I, I'm kind of just here. That's like Lou. That's like men that say they're five ten. That is not a real height. It's not a real height. That's true. A real height for a man. It's not. Um, but blue to your uh, to the original question. So I had actually until you just broke it down. I actually had not heard about the Cheesecake Factory story at all. Oh. Um, but the the Oyster Girl. That thing was so fake. She was not there dating anybody. Like I literally went back and watched that video, dissected that video. She was there by herself. She was one of no, she wasn't on social. No, somebody that did thing a was so fake. Somebody did a screenshot. They found his hand. Like there's a there's a freeze frame because people were like literally watching it frame by frame. And there's a black man's hand across the way, but he must not have been there long. That was the way to dropping off her 48th oyster. <laughs> that thing, I like. I literally watched that thing. It was just so. fake egg between all them oysters number one all of them oysters i don't even believe she necessarily ate them i think she might have had a homegirl or friends there that did it and she just recorded as if she was doing it because then yeah. she also had cocktails and like crab cakes and potatoes applebee's shrimp and lobster plate or something <laughs> so it was just like okay you're doing this to post on on social so i I literally just like you got it out there but i honestly i still to this day don't believe that was an actual date and what she said happened happened I but i didn't hear so- about the cheesecake factory situation well, what's interesting is both the Cheesecake Factory and the Oyster Spot 
when I watched the oyster video, the first thing I thought was, wait a minute, when I go to Atlanta, I know where to get oysters for fifteen dollars. <laughs> you say that, but I was thinking, ain't Georgia landlocked? I'm not eating oysters. Is Georgia? No, they got Lake Lanier. They got Lake... well, I'm not eating nothing out of Lake Lanier. So <laughs> she said, she, she said the best oysters in Atlanta. She didn't say good oysters. <laughs> and, and and then there's a whole thing now of people going to Cheesecake Factory dressed up fancy in response to Cheesecake Girl. So now I'm feeling I love like Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Y'all both of y'all silent. Wait a minute, y'all will not. <laughs> no, I don't. Have, I'm, I'm not going to judge a cheesecake factory. I just haven't been there since 1999. We gonna go to the Grove this weekend. Let me tell you, ain't nothing wrong with a good cheesecake factory date. The cheesecake factory is good. I, 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 not everything in that Bible, but certain things are good. It's like 80 pages of carbs and sugar. You gotta know what you gotta get. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed by it. It's not that I'm judging it; it overwhelms me. Ah, okay. Well, that's different. I mean, now would I go there for a first date? You know, no, I'm not going to take you for a first date. But if we casually just like, oh, let's go swing by the Cheesecake Factory. Hell yeah, let's go. It if was I a don't first know date. You, yeah, but if I don't know you, I don't understand why women, I don't understand like why women want these men to spend like all this money. And I don't even know you from a, a can of paint. You know what I mean? So I, I, under, I get why men just be like, hey, let's meet for coffee or hey, let's meet for like, a drink and then we can see how it goes because what if she doesn't look like our pictures or what if her pictures is 25 years old or he just doesn't like her or what if you don't like him you want to be stuck at a dinner you know what's interesting about that is my friend Jean shout out to Jean um he and I were talking about relationships and he said he doesn't agree with men who blame the women he says what's happening is there was a bunch of broke ninjas and broke (laughs) as, as in the way they're acting who were breadcrumbing girls and giving them the, the absolute least. And now women are so sick of getting the absolute least. In his words, this is coming from a man, not from me. They're they're overbalance, overcompensating for how much how miserly men have been in the past. So they think that girls got so sick of eating, you know, Krispy Kremes and parking lots and whatnot, that they're now going to the other extreme because they're tired of being fed, fed scraps. And it was interesting hearing a man give that per- perspective. He's like, no, they're o- they're overcompensating for how badly they were treated previously. And, and so I was that, like, I don't, that hasn't really been my testimony. So like, I don't, I, I'm not, I've not personally experienced that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Of course, obviously, but I have, I feel like, and then also you could just get rid of somebody. Like, I think that people need to just stop talking to folks that don't like them. And they also don't like, like a lot of times women, even men, you're so worried about if they like you, you need to worry about, do you like them? Like, I'm gonna make him do this, that, and the other. I don't want to be at this place for two hours with this idiot. Like, <laughs> isn't, right. the first, see, isn't, isn't the first date to find out if you like them, though? Isn't that the point of the date? Well, see, yeah. here's the thing. I hate, I absolutely hate first dates because nobody is showing up as themselves. This is your representative because it's a first date. You want it to be cute. It's, it's a small percentage. It's not a blanket yeah. statement for everybody, but most people try mm-hmm. to show up and present this person that this other person that they met online or whatever is supposed to like for right. me lou you already know my first date we going to the track we going to Rainy canyon we if, if you're lucky i'm gonna cook for you it's gonna be something labor you make them do labor you make them work we're out? gonna work out no we don't because i mean i'm I, well obviously i'm not, labor <laughs> well i'm not well first of all we're not going out on the first date if we don't have mutual likes and one of my big likes is fitness food and fitness are my two top things so it's going to be something active. You know, we might go to Sky Zone. It might not be a workout. It might, but it's going to okay. be something active. Because I just feel like when you see somebody specifically in like a workout or sweating mode, 
you are broken down at your most authentic self. You can't be cute when you got sweat dripping from here all the way down. You Why hard. don't you want people I mean, to be cute can. on a date? But because I want to know who you are. I'm not spending three, four dates to get to know the real you. I want to know that immediately, as best as I can immediately. That's incredibly, I would find that incredibly invasive that you want to see me at my worst the first time I'm hanging out with you. Why? No, it's not your worst. It's it's at you. It's at your best, actually, because it's you being you. Uh, yeah, that's true. To me, there's there's something about that for me that would feel invasive because for me, working out, by the way, I've only been working out for like five months now. It's very much my me time. I actually don't want to work out with somebody I just met because it's a time where it's like a part of like my mental health, right? Like it's my Zen time. Also, right. Sometimes when you're going on dates and you've had a hard week, you want to do something that feels like pampering. And not everybody see, finds go. working out pampering. And like I said, I mean, it might be a day. I might cook for you. I have done that where I have, you know, several courses. and But you're still going to be showing up. I'm going to tell you to show up in your sweatpants. Don't put on, don't get dressed to the nine. Like, get comfortable. But also, that goes back to compatibility. Like, if we're talking and I'm like, oh, hey, let's first date, let's go to Runyon Canyon or let's go to this CrossFit class and you're like, oh, I don't like that as this net. I'm not going to go out with you because, oh, we're not compatible. I like to work mm. out with somebody. So I, I wouldn't think, even get to a date. I think we're not compatible might be a little harsh because who's? I wouldn't mind that for a third or fourth date. It's not that I wouldn't do it. I think it's too intimate. So if it's somebody... Easy, but see, we're not compatible because I don't think it's too intimate. So we wouldn't yeah. be compatible. I don't think... To me, compatibility doesn't mean that we have a copy and paste of all the same ideas. It means that we can find a reasonable middle ground where everybody gets a little bit of what they like. But it's two things. Because see, Blue, where you wouldn't like that, I could ask out Lou, and I'd be like, Lou, let's go to the track. And Lou, I, I'm going to guess, you can answer yes or no, but I'd be like, Lou would be like, let's meet at the track. But, but, but see, to me, that feels... And I think that's part of the problem with dating. We mistake like having like activities for compatibility. Lou might love to go work out with you to run your canyon, but not be able to have a strong conversation with you about her feelings and not have similar hopes and dreams for what she wants for a relationship. Where for and me, that's what we'll get to. Oh, but sorry, but, but what I'm saying is in a relationship to me, and this is what happens in LA a lot, People want the shallow stuff to be compatible rather than the deeper stuff. And I feel like if I meet somebody who likes different activities, but we want all the same things in life, we communicate really well, we're, we are like best friends. They just do things at a different pace, but we can find a compatible middle ground. To me, that's compatibility. But I have mad friends who like the same activities as me, who would be horrible partners. But what you just said, like the shallow stuff, I feel like that first date spending a lot of money and all this and that, that's the shallow stuff for me. No, that, so that's that, that, that's shallow too. I think I think I think people who force you to go to Runyon and people who want to have lobster to me, they're both shallow to me. Because not forcing you, I'm I'm offering it as a suggestion. It's not a suggestion if you're not going to go on a date with me. If I say no, that's not a suggestion. That's an ultimatum. <laughs> it it suggestion. very much is. Yeah, yes, it's not you want to work out awesome. or not? Nah. Third date when I know you and I'm comfortable sweating. And my plus, by the way, Jeffrey's dating men. So how do you feel, Lou? That's, Wait, but Lou, that's Jeff, Jeffrey's yeah. dating men. Jeffrey's but dating men. Lou, you being working. an athlete, and because you know, Lou is Lou is I always tell you, Lou is the only girl that I work out with because Lou <laughs> is going to she gonna do the workout. She ain't gonna complain. She might say, "Give me a minute." She might, <laughs> she might tell me to shut up. <laughs> but Lou, <laughs> Lou is gonna do that workout. Is gonna so Lou is the only like my only lady friend that I work out with. But like Lou, how would you feel if somebody's like, "Yeah, I want to you know hang out, get to know you. Let's go to a." yoga you know something as a first date and then we go to dinner after or something no no like no, no no she lulu's a yogi so that's not that's that's tainting it it has to be something that's active but not literally where her job is <laughs> let's go to let's go to let's go to um sky zone let's go to sky zone i would love that but also sky zone is not a total workout 
I would not, I'll, to be completely honest, most workouts I'd be cool with. Like if he said he wanted to go to run in, obviously if he wanted to go to yoga, if we were doing like a CrossFit class or something like that, if he yeah. said he'd go to the track, I would probably be like, I don't want to do that. I actually hate track workouts, but like I do them because they're necessary evil. But like in my free spare time, no, I don't want to do that. I, I love that you mentioned that because again, perfect example, Lulu loves working out, but you might be suggesting something that just isn't pleasing to her, but it doesn't mean that she's incompatible, doesn't like working out. And I think what makes me nervous about dating in LA is people are trigger happy about thinking they're incompatible. And to me, compatibility is very intimate and it takes more than, oh, I don't like the color red and that's your favorite color. Or, oh, Absolutely, I, I agree. I, 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 I want to sweat my balls off and, and, <laughs> and, and you want to look pretty. And, and it's interesting too, because I realized this is the first year of my life where somebody's son has not stressed me out. <laughs> congratulations welcome a full, october makes a full year of nobody's son stressing me out <laughs> i just think this whole realm of dating in 2023 is very different and planted by ear person to person <laughs> from yeah. what we know dating to be yeah i think dating lacks compassion these days I think it absolutely lacks absolutely. compassion and yeah. empathy. And like, so people want to be so rigid about these rules and specific things when there's so much gray, like there's so much gray area yeah. and like even getting to know. I literally had this conversation with one of my homegirls yesterday. It was Brandy. And she was talking I about Brandy. She, <laughs> she was talking about how she hates, she loathes, hates, despises. It's like a trigger for her if a man asks her for a picture. Like he's like, oh, send me a picture. Like, and she's like, I, here's my Instagram on my dating profile has six pictures. I have short, I'm close-ups. I have full body shots. I have a dress. Like you could see my, you could see everything. So mm-hmm. he's like, send me a picture. So that doesn't trigger me at all. And so I was telling her, I'm like, well, why don't you just tell him, Hey, I don't really like, I don't really want to send a bunch of pictures. Like you have access to my in- Instagram. You've seen six pictures. If you want to see me, ask me out. Like, and then we can see each other in person. And so like for me, that is not a trigger for Lutasha because mm. I'll just be like, no, and I'll go about my day. Like, and the, but she's like, oh, I can't believe he asked me for pictures. Da, da, da. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm just, if I have one, maybe I'll send it. If I don't, I won't like, and, it, and I'll just, that's it. What's so, the purpose of the picture? What's, what's the intention of asking for the picture? I don't know. Like, I, and I think that that was her thing. Cause she was like, if you think that I'm a catfish, then we can meet in person. And, but she says she feels like it's, it's invasive for her. Like how you were saying, like, she thinks that you, how you're saying working out that like, that's an intimate thing. Like, she's like, I have to be on the drop of a dime. Take a picture right now. Let me see what you look at right now. Like, cause she's like, there's a 2000 <laughs> pictures on my Instagram. So Bit like, right, yeah. I, I, I want a new picture. I want a picture that's not on your Instagram. And she's like, I just feel like that's intrusive and like, even kind of like a jump if I say jump you know what I mean can yeah. I be on- can I be honest every raging man whore I've met in LA asked for pictures <laughs> so even though it doesn't trigger me I am recognizing okay. that all, all all the men that I know that are raging see raging, I don't understand unless you only have boys, one photo unless you have like one photo on your dating profile I don't understand it. especially if like Lutasha as you just said like if you navigating me to your social media where I can clearly see you, a lot of you and all of you, then I don't understand the need to ask someone for more photos via text message, unless you're asking for nudes. That's a whole different thing. That's the thing. I think the fuck boys ask for it because they're grooming you to get in the habit of sending them stuff so that they can slowly but surely ask you for more explicit types of photos. Yeah. But I think my, I guess my, from my uh, vantage point, 
you I could just because I don't have like a ton of cute pictures of myself in my phone. The cute pictures that I have are on my Instagram. So I don't have like extras like <laughs> like right, right. cute. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, so when guys would ask me for pictures, I would just be like, no, I don't have any. And see, like, I don't want you to send me pictures like, of your food. I want to see what you're eating. Let me see. <laughs> Let, me see, like, let me see what them oysters look like. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm like, take one right now. And I'll just be like, no. And then I'm like, but I'm not like see? offended by it. You know? But that's I mean? the like, grooming. That's the grooming. Take one right now. Okay, aim lower. And next thing you know, you get your legs in the air with a camera. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to make is like, I, I think that I'm I have zero problem with saying no. Zero. Like I don't we I, noticed. I, I, I just be like, no. And then I'm like, okay, if you don't want to talk to me no more, oh well. Like it's I and also I love to get shit like that out the way. Like if I like I don't really like I remember I went on a date with this guy and I was like 10 minutes late and he was like he was like people being late is like my absolute pet peeve. I could not take it. I was like, I should probably I should probably leave right now. I was about to say, well, I should probably leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should, you might as well just go. nip this in the bud. Like nip I, it in the bud. Cause let me tell you one thing. I love my friend Latasha. <laughs> But baby, Natasha is Miss Tardy for the party. <laughs> I'm going to be late. It's so I'm funny. I, I, I had a friend who said a whole speech, I think being late is disrespectful. It triggers me X, Y, and Z. And I've heard her waxing poetic about how much she thinks being late means you're disrespectful. Do you know every time we've hung out, she's been late? <laughs> See, here's the thing. I feel like, you know, I, I guess maybe because I'm gauging it in, in like friends We're versus no longer dating. Friends. Right. But the thing is, like with friends, I feel like, you know, your friends like for me, I know Lutasha will be late. If it is something that is absolutely seriously important that starts at 7 p.m., I'm going to tell Lutasha, you have to be here at five o'clock. You have wow. to because I know she's gonna get wow. there. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, know, I know my friend. Like, no, no, I know no, no, my no, friend, no, no. and I don't no, 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 judge no, no, them. No, 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 Jeffrey, five o'clock for seven o'clock. That's not normal. That's not normal. For, Blue, but, but again, you're because Blue, you might be a 10, 15 minuter. Lutasha, she needs to know hours? five o'clock. I don't think I need two hours, Jeffro. <laughs> We we ain't try to date Lou, so you know you ain't gotta make the phone with me. So she's not so compatible, is she? I would have been there on time. You see, you got her running with you on running. Okay, and okay, I might I, I might be dragging it a little bit, but I but the thing is, I'm saying like I know that Lutasha can be late. She also can be on time as well, but I know Lutasha can be late, and it doesn't bother me because this is my friend. I know who she is, and I accept her for who she is, and I'm fine. Like I'm fine with it. I actually, when people are saying they're late, I respect it. For me, what bothered me about that friend was the fact that she made such a vocal stink about mm. how disgusting and disrespectful it is to be late. And she and was she late, late every <laughs> no yeah. every so single time. So basically, she, out, was, she was disrespecting you. <laughs> and and we're not cool because I suspected she didn't respect. I was like, wait a minute now, bitch. I'm always <laughs> late too, though. So that's also why I give people grace when they're late because I'm always late. <laughs> Me too. I will t- I will tell you this if Jeffrey's showing you grace is because he does it the same thing. Except when it's a check involved. Is this a check involved? I'm gonna be 10, 20 minutes early. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Jeff, I have a new term for you. You do what I call guilty grace. <laughs> Your grace is, 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 is mucked up Baby, in guilt. <laughs> let me tell you, this thing is so full of grace for so many things. <laughs> That's guilt. That's guilt, friend. That is guilt. Like, Jeffrey, he stole your wallet. Why didn't you say anything? Well... 
<laughs> there was a Sometimes. time in my life. There, there was a time I dug in a Postmates bag and tried some fries. <laughs> oh my God. For those of you who powered through last week's episode, Jeffrey admitted that during his Postmates run, he had his own set of utensils and would nibble from the packages and then politely close them back up. See, nibble sounds like playing in the food, Blue. <laughs> no, I mentioned you had your own uh, silverware. Oh, that's so funny. Now, we should say, me. and took from the bag. It all sounds better. It all sounds bad, Jeffrey. I don't think there's any way for you to nibble. You know, you know that video of Jay Ver- of Versace and he's eating the food at the table? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's, that's my favorite video of all time. Of, I know. Yes. Now I know why, Jeffrey. <laughs> it's receiving the crime. Me sitting there with four, four orders. <laughs> well, this is the perfect segue. Speaking of four orders, there's another video that is centered around eating and friends and family and dating. A group of people were at a birthday dinner and they went viral because a young man, yes, he was black and he was very vocal, started screaming, nah, I'm not splitting the bill. I'm not splitting the bill. At first, we all thought that he was being hood and doesn't understand etiquette and it's her birthday and at least pay for the birthday girl X, Y, and Z. But when I did some more research, because you know your girl loves research, it turned out he only had a burger and the tab was $4,800. Where'd they go? No, they were. He, he was screaming. You been ordering was they in Atlanta? Yes, they was. They were ordering shrimp and lobster <laughs> and, and drinks all night, and all he had was like water and a burger. But they were insisting that he pay five hundred and eleven dollars per person. Well, here's the thing. I think that when you agree to show up to these birthday, de- first off, I don't. Well, me and my friends, we don't do that anymore. We, you know. But when you agree to show up, you are agreeing to split the bill when you know it's a big big like it's a big five hundred and eleven dollars for a burger i don't do that with strangers like if it's like with, with my friends who i know then i'll i'll go for the party because i'm like i know who like everyone will pay what they, they're supposed to pay they'll pay yes. people will pay a little more people pay a little like it's not a problem if i'm going blue like if i'm going to your birthday dinner i only know jeff and maybe two other people and there's gonna be 10 people there i'm gonna text you and i'm saying i'm showing up late so I can purposely not order thing. I'm gonna go to the bar and get it. I'm drink. ordering at the bar. And then I will be like, whoever's in charge of the bill, I'm like, here's 30 or 40 or 50 bucks for blue cash or Zelle or whatever. They got all these avenues to do that now. And I'm like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not participating. I'm not participating. I've seen that shit go arrive several times. Yeah, I can't even tell you, like, but actually, and honestly, a question for both of y'all. When is the last time y'all went to one of these, like, birthday dinners where you had to, you know, split the bill amongst 20 plus people? Last time I went was Blue, when we went to the unnamed, um, <laughs> the unnamed person's party. You can say Melissa Ford's birthday is fine. That was the last time I went mm-hmm. to one of those. Oh, I tell <laughs> yeah, and that was a scam. Um, yeah, <laughs> did I have to split it with a bunch of people? We were well, we to... didn't have to pay for it, but it was more a scam of no, 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 like no, no, honey. no, we, we didn't have to pay for it, honey. I, I paid your part, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes, I paid $300. Uh, yeah, oh, we did. We, see, we Blue did. invited me, okay, yeah, yeah no, no. So, we I thought she up... covered the dinner, but she just wanted no. us there to act like we was her friends. No, what ended up happening was uh, somebody else covered the dinner and she lied to us. I'm sorry, they... can y'all hear that? No, we don't. <laughs> okay. Somebody else covered the dinner and she still asked us to pay. Oh, wow. Prepay. So I prepaid $75 for me and three friends, which is 300 for those of you who are not good at math, (laughs) only to later find out that the whole tab had already been paid by somebody else. And I didn't get a refund. We had to pay for the videographer. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this. Birthday dinners for me, one thing I've learned to do, even when I know people, last weekend I was hanging out with a bunch of friends and one of my friends loved expensive bourbon. He drinks like the bourbon he was drinking was two thousand dollars a bottle. 
Ooh. I, I know my life. I know my responsibilities. I looked at the waitress and said, hey, so I'm going to pay my tab separately. Is that okay? Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. And she she said, absolutely. That, and I always say it ahead of time. I don't wait till yeah. after I'm eight. See? I always say, hey, I'm going to pay mine separately because they want to they party. If y'all want to party and I'm on a health and fitness journey and I'm drinking probiotic juice and, and, and crudités, y'all can have that fun. Let me, my little boring tab, pay for myself and y'all can party. And I just avoid all of that. This is why I am a chef. Blue, you were here last week. We had all the food you could eat. The only thing I asked people to do was bring a bottle of champagne. I didn't specify Dom Perignon. You could have brought from the cheapest to the most expensive. What'd you yeah. say, Lou? What'd you say, Lou? It could have had cooked champagne. Cooked <laughs> champagne. Somebody did bring cooks, but I ain't going to call them out. <laughs> I will I will say this, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you had lots of food except for uh, French toast. Here's the thing about Jeffrey as a, as, as a parent. Yeah. Jeffrey does not know how to step boundaries with children. He had a child there and he let this child gorge like five pieces of French toast. So when the adult showed up, there was none left. <laughs> they, because Lou, they were late. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't late. So this is a beautiful thing. I was coming to drop something off and he said, oh, you can come eat. So I wasn't late. We didn't have plans. I was dropping something off on the side and you told me I could stay, right? You couldn't have one piece of bread left. First of all, why, you, why are you letting a child eat five pieces of French toast? Because he was hungry. These are growing kids. No, he was like nine. What are you talking about? Seven, seven. <laughs> That's worse. Nine and seven are both growing kids, though. So they are growing. Like, for me, I'm just good because, you know, also kids are the pickiest eaters. So for me, especially as a chef, when kids are eating my ego. food and they like it, I'm like, yes, eat more, eat more. You know, because also for a kid, it's hard to find things that you like. Jeffrey shows grace out of guilt. Right. <laughs> or, or wanting a compliment because he wants to watch you eat his food while the other guests get dust. That's fine. Look, it's hard enough being grown in 2023. Let kids be kids and have a, a little fun. Kids can have fun and still have boundaries, friend. We had that discussion last Sunday. I won't start it now. So would you pay the 5'11 guys if you only had a burger and some water? No. No. I'd be like, I'll sell y'all. Whoever's in charge, I'll sell. Zell, the 5'11? No, I'll sell my burger part. That's it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. splitting it. Unless it's a prefix menu. That's the only time. And I, that's another solution. I feel like to that. Yeah. If you're having a birthday dinner, cause we did one for my, um, uh, my boyfriend and it was a prefix menu and everybody paid for their own drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so great. It was yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. So, and like the, the, the waiting staff knew that. So that's why mm-hmm. it was like, y'all, y'all can order a million drinks if you want. It's on your own tab. Like there's a lot of couples. So people be like, okay, me, we two, we're together and so on and so forth. Like, because also I, when you tell me the restaurant we're doing the dinner at i'm already going online to see the menu so i can see what i'm ordering and know my budget and then i'll also include within my budget at least an additional 50 to 60 dollars to chip in for the birthday person because they should never have to pay for their own that's food. what i was saying right. to me i wouldn't pay for just my meal i pay for my meal and cover for the birthday girl i i, I will say there was one birthday i had it was the last birthday dinner i had in dc we'll never do that again where not only did I not get anybody to pay for my birthday dinner, two people walked out and I had to pay for their dinner. So I paid for my dinner See? on my own birthday. Wow. And two, that was the last time I, I hung up with that. See, that's the thing right there. And that's why for my birthdays, I don't do dinners. I just make y'all cook for me. <laughs> y'all have both been there. Labor. You love manual labor for people you love, don't you? I'm starting to see a pattern, friend. <laughs> I, I, so here's the thing. I, this episode is about dating, but it's also about what we're calling the year of divorce. Oh. And we've talked about this, guys. Uh, for some reason, in 2023, if your relationship was not supposed to last, this is when you're going to find out. Right? <laughs> and there have been lots of shocking revelations. We know Tia Mari is out here living her best life as a single person for the first time in three decades. Jeannie Mai uh, got left by Jeezy, and he don't seem like... Jeannie he- Mai Jenkins. 
<laughs> not anymore, Shajima. <laughs> <laughs> and so she broke her silence allegedly by going on Sherry Shepard. I sent you guys the link, I think, a couple of days ago. And in the link, she just talks about how much she loves her daughter and she loves God. You know, typical stuff that most Black moms say when they get a divorce. The thing that's interesting to me, though, that's scandalous about this divorce is she on, and I put the dates down, on J September 6th, she made a post uh, uh, talking about how much she was proud of her husband for his new book. I love you. Mm -hmm. You're so amazing. On September 14th, she found out he was leaving her. <laughs> but, but pause. He filed for the divorce in June. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it means when someone files for divorce at the beginning of the summer and waits until after uh, Labor Day to tell you they're leaving you? So he I'm filed not. and she didn't know? So the whole summer, she's like, it my man, my man, my man, my man. And he's like, all right, bitch. I, it's too. I mean, what it don't mean. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, I have to be very honest. I am just sick of these. I don't even honestly like to say celebrities because I feel like celebrities is a dying breed. The last living celebrity is Beyonce. Public these, figures, the these public, public figures. figures, feeling like you have to address and acknowledge everything. I don't care why you're getting divorced. I don't need to know why is it on my timeline. You know, I. I do not care about what is going on in your relationship. It's cute to see, oh, so-and-so is dating, so-and-so got married. Okay, they divorced. It ain't my business. I don't care. So how would you feel, though, if your partner told you they were leaving you in September and you found out that they had actually filed for divorce at the three months earlier? Was sleeping with you, I put, I put eating like your this. French toast for the whole like summer? Regardless of whether you are the one to file, do whatever, both parties, you... You know this relationship is not headed in the right direction. You know it's it's about to be over. No, she she really okay. So again, one more time for the people in the back. Three months of smiling in your face when they knew they were leaving you. How would you feel? Talk to two year old Jeffrey. I mean, two years ago, Jeffrey, I might care. Now I'm just like, well, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just like, okay. Jeffrey all right. is dead on the inside. You heard it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How about, how about you? How about you, Luke? Like, okay. Jeffrey's like, all right. Jeffrey's like, what is life? The world is burning. Fuck life. Right. Let, let, wow. let me see who want to go to CrossFit with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's some whole shit. How about you, Lulu? My God, Jeffrey. I remember you from four years ago. You were so tender. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I would be mad because I'm like, you could have did this shit in June. I could have had my summer. I could have had a hot girl summer. Could have had a hot girl summer. Went and saw Beyonce, went and did some shit, like dropped the baby off. Like, I didn't have to see her looking up at you, probably fighting about stupid stuff in the house and having to get fried chicken for your ass. I don't know. Like, but I'm still, I'm never, I haven't been over fried chicken. <laughs> it, it, I got a little over. racist towards the end. I got a little racist towards the end. I, well, <laughs> no, but Jenny Mai, she was the one talking about she didn't even like dark meat. So I kind of happy that he left her because it's like jokes oh, on sure. you, bitch. Yeah, um, she, her exact words were, you know, what white, no, what white keeps me lean and, and dark on the side or something. And I was like, yeah, that's racist. But was she talking about actual chicken? Because I don't. No, she, no, she was Jeffrey. Jeffrey, she was talking about oh, men. Oh, see, Tay, I missed that too. Again, I'd be out of pocket. Tamar, I'd be out of something, Tamar so. cussed her out. Like, Tamar, and by the way, this is not me having a seizure. This is me imitating Tamar. Tamar, I was like, ah, 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 what you mean by that? Oh, uh, see, I missed decide. that one too. Yeah, okay, I missed all, that one too. Yeah, and they, they're saying, they're alleging, insiders are saying that the reason why uh, Jeezy left her was because of tradition and value differences, which are two things I think you should talk about before marriage. Before and marriage. And a baby. And a baby. And a baby. Like she, but she moved in her mother who has anger issues and her brother. Mm -hmm. 
not even the anger issues, just you moving in your mama. That's a right Dude, there. Like, she's okay. an Asian a sweet little lady. The Asian community does that though. That's an Asian, like she even said it. She's Vietnamese. It's a cultural thing that the mother stays with you sometimes. Oh, hell no. That's what Jesus said. Jeezy <laughs> 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 went Maya Wilkes on her real quick. Right. Oh, hell no. <laughs> He's like, I'm still a black man. I think right, not. black man. Uh, uh-uh, that ain't happening. No, we putting her in a home. <laughs> well, the the fact that there's a video because you know I, I went digging. There's a video of her, her and her mother talking about how her mother admits that her dad left them because her mother would cuss him out every night, and the man was just oh. battered and he left. And then Jeannie was like, it wasn't until I got with Jeezy that I realized that I, I'm just like my mom because my white ex husband. Let me cuss him out, but Jeezy be like, Who the hell are you talking to? And I was like, Oh, snap, I gotta respect him. So, my thing is, your mama cussing, uh, you cussing, the baby running around in circles with a diaper on, your brother playing PlayStation in the back. That's Who's a brother, Jeannie, my brother, Jeannie she had a brother, brother and her mama, yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is all brand new information to me. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, so Jeezy leaves his room, sees all these, no disrespect, Asian people who are yelling. Like, they admit they have anger issues. They could be black as hell. Y'all, we're not, no, this is not an open, no, uh-uh, no. I bring up the Asian because, number one, they're using the culture card. And number two, when they're speaking yeah. another tongue, he doesn't know if they're talking about him. True. Because we all been to the manicure, pedicure spot, and we know they're talking about us. My Asian friends have told me they're talking about you, girl. Like, I, it's, it's, it's been, no, I had a friend who was Blasian, and I think they just thought she was like Pharrell. And she, when we left, she was like, they were talking so much shit about us. So, I, I whose side are you on? Are you Team Jeezy or Team Genie? To be honest. I don't wish the downfall of anybody's marriage because at one point these two people were at least in love or like enough to sign this contract to be together. So I don't support the dissolution of a relationship. I do if it's unhealthy. If it's unhealthy, yeah. If it's an unhealthy relationship, I completely, completely support the dissolution. In fact, when people say they're getting divorced, I I hit a beat to see if I'm supposed to say anything else. Like, is that a good thing, a bad thing? I don't always assume divorce is bad. If it's a bad relationship, freedom is actually better. Right, because it could be congratulations. (laughs) Right. No, no, what I mean is at some point for them to get together, things were happy. You know, things were good at a certain point. It just all in the family made it turn a little, little more bad. The last, the last caution I tell about this story is Jeannie Mai said that she would never have children and she never wanted to get married again and that she didn't believe in submission because she was a modern woman. For her to get Jeezy, she went on the air and said, I had a talk with God and decided that I believe in submitting to my husband and I'm okay getting married and having children. And so people are saying, you literally shape-shifted to be everything you said you would never do to get him. Is it a matter of you tried to trick him to get him, and then when you relax into your real self, he didn't want that. So, have you guys ever been in a relationship where you shape shifted to get somebody and was like, "Oh, Shay, I keep this up." I personally have not because it's, no. it's too. But that would be exhausting. Like, <laughs> yeah, what you, what you see is what you get over here. <laughs> yeah, y'all no are changing. so gangsterly. I have shape shifted. I have. Really? I almost converted it to being Muslim for my first fiance. Oh hell no! Wow, I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with Muslims, guys. It's nothing wrong. It wasn't meant like that. I just meant like you were completely changing your beliefs. Like that's the that's the oh hell no part. Not not that the person is Muslim because there is no prejudice over here against Muslim. You know it what I'm laughing? You. I'm laughing because you sound like you know when Kevin Hart was talking to Don Cheadle and Don Cheadle was oh. like, "I'm 56." He's like, "Damn, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and Don Cheadle was like. 
And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Like, sorry. Everyone's like, no, no, I didn't mean yeah. like that. <laughs> there is no Muslim hate. It's just more about you changing your value system for another nigga. Yeah, I would have been in a, in a hijab with my king raising our babies. And oh, I had, I, I had, you know what? Like, look at y'all scared to say something. You're like, bitch, we'll talk about this offline. Because all I was thinking is, Blue waking up, uh, Lou, Lou, what do the woke niggas be saying? Grand rising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grand rising, guys. <laughs> Fuck out of here for grand rising. Every day, Blue's about grand rising. Grand rising, my king. <laughs> right. Hello, King Hakeem. Um, <sighs> speaking of grand rising, you know who has been, in some people's eyes, weaponizing therapy speak is Jada Pinkett Smith. Since oh. our last episode, she has made a lot of revelations, um, uh, including that Tupac proposed to her. He also had alopecia. She's she's never met Will. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids aren't his. <laughs> Them kids ain't his. What kids? <laughs> Who got kids? <laughs> I can see the one that was like, she was like, I actually am Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> so like... I, I'm sorry, Blue. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, for those of you who follow me, you know that I did a serious... 70 minute deep dive on Jada. So I'm allowed to be foolish on the pod. Okay. <laughs> I did my job as a journalist. What do y'all think about the fact that Will has recently come out during her book uh, celebration to say he fully supports her? I think that there's a lot going on under the surface that we have no clue about. And I'm just like, it's just too much missing information. Cause I'm like, the Will. Missing? We know too much. What's missing? No, but I'm saying like, I feel like when I say missing, I'm saying like there's a lot of hurt. I don't know if somebody did something to somebody else and then they're getting back and then they broke up and they're back together. They're united front, but then they're not. It's just like, I'm kind of with Jeff. Like, this is just, it's not my business. It's like, so, first of all, why does Jada Pinkett have a book coming out? Will had a book coming out last year. But Will Smith, but but that's different. Will Smith is a book I want to read. A book that I own, actually. Actually, a book that this laptop is stacked on. Will Smith is a <laughs> Will Smith is a story that I want to read. No disrespect, but again, <clears throat> why does Jada have a memoir coming out? That's hate. That, that's hate. That's hate. Not hate. I just think that she's Jada, an A-list star, Jeffrey. She's an A-list no, star. No, 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 no. She is married to an A-list star. Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow. Um, it is no disrespect. It's real. Jada Pinkett is Black Hollywood famous, yes, but without being attached to Will, she would not be invited into these A-list doors. I'm but sure her RSVPs. I'm sure her RSVPs are always well. Is Will coming? Okay, come on. That's that's the way she gets in. Because also, I think that Jada, you know, we know a different world, a low down, dirty shame. Um, Jason's lyric. You know, you can go down all of her list everything has been black 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 and we love jada for that will smith is black but also crossed over jada pinkett has never had the amount of success that she has had attached to will smith until she got red table talk red table talk she still needed will on there a couple of times to you know help out that's canceled and now jada is just i feel jada is like i need something for myself and will being potentially possibly being the gracious guy that he is because will will is will smith he's like girl go ahead okay go ahead do what you do what you're gonna do and she's telling all of this to bring attention to her when even though she's the one doing interviews all everybody think about is what does will think where's will at what is will saying it's always tied back to will smith because jada pinkett does not stand famously on, on her own in the way that will does well jada pinkett was in was in um the matrix which is not black 
um, and very mainstream and very A-list. And she had a show called Hawthorne. And she's the most forgotten of Let me, the Matrix actors. I, I understand. I'm just going to say, say that I know a lot of A-list people who would disagree with you who consider her A-list. So I just want to say that for the record that she is considered A-list. White people literally consider her A-list. In fact, when because the Kardashians... It doesn't, it doesn't matter the why. Like most people are famous for no reason. The why, if we were doing the why game, nobody's famous then, right? If Kim had never laid in her back, then she's not famous either. It's a slippery slope because everybody's famous for questionable reasons, right? At least she married the man. When the Kardashians were picking on Jordan Woods, the only person powerful enough to get Chris Jenner to stand down was Will and Jada as a unit. So I don't agree that they're not A list. They're actually very A list, right? I will say though, today I had lunch. With someone who is friends. Will Smith? With somebody, <laughs> one step removed. With someone who is cool with that camp and is actively talking to him, right? Like, mention him, name dropped him like five times during lunch. And during the conversation, we were talking about how difficult it is to be someone who's hearing things behind the scenes, like the real world that Lulu's saying is missing, and how tricky it is to talk about it publicly because the public version, to your point, Lulu, and even to your point, Jeffrey, really is mired in all this secrecy and telling you one piece but not telling you the other. And I'm just very shocked that people are not asking questions about the things that Will has admitted. Because Will has said in his own book that he has a savior complex. He's admitted several times on air that all the nice things he did for Jada, he actually did for himself. And he had to apologize to her for being selfish because he's a perfectionist who was using her as a trophy and never once doing what she wanted. Perfect example, Jeffrey, you were talking about you think you're incompatible if someone doesn't want to work out with you. He admitted that every time Jada would say, I don't like that, let's do something else. He would ignore her and do what he wanted anyways for 20 years. And so when your own husband is admitting that he's been using you for a look but ignoring what you actually want for 20 years is it really that confusing why she finally wants to be able to speak for herself and that's open to either one of you and this is will's words not mine this is will's admission i think that it's another one of those things again i've never been that level of famous and successful as jada pinkett or a will smith but i do think and from being around people in the industry fame is a hell of a drug yep until you have been that famous, and Jada Pinkett was that famous mm-hmm. in the 90s, her and Will were that famous equally until 1995 when Independence Day came out, and that pushed and Will Bad to Boys. a... Mm-hmm. But before it, Bad Boys was Independence Day, that mm-hmm. pushed Will to a whole different sector that Jada never reached on her own. Married to Will Smith? Yes, she's always Will Smith's wife. And I, again... Lord Under the Shame, it's in my top 10. I can quote it. Love Jada Pinkett, all of that. I've rewatched a different world so many times. Listen, I love Jada Pinkett, but I do think that it is all this thing. When you got two, when you got two people that want to be number one in the house, when you got two Beyonce's living in the house, somebody's got to give. Somebody has to step back and be Kelly. And I just don't think Jada has ever been okay with saying, you know what? I am because Kelly is thriving and Kelly is living and loving her life. Jada is consistently wanting to be Beyonce, which is who Will is. And Will is like, well, I'm, Will ain't thinking about I'm trying to be Beyonce. Will is just existing and doing what he does. Jada is trying. Jada is still no, trying to no, be No, no, no. Will is crippled by thinking about wanting to be Beyonce. I don't, I agree with you up until that point. Will is very, very, very intentional about wanting to be Beyonce. But not against, not against his wife, maybe against other, yeah. you know, peers and things in the acting and community, but not against his wife. Well, Jada he admitted, is, he said, well, I'm just, again, I'm going to point out, he said in the relationship, he was bulldozing her into doing things she didn't want for 20 years and being the Beyonce. 
But are we talking about like just like again, like like working out us doing stuff or no, no, mar- getting married, public, she, like she, she taking said, roles I, in movies no, no. and films and stuff. She said, "I don't want to be married. I'm a free spirit. I I don't mind us being in a relationship, but I don't want to get married." And she was literally like dragged, kicking and screaming down the the the, the aisle on New Year's Eve, 1997, and admits that she and he admits that his he and her mother both apologized for pressuring her to get married. So imagine you're a wildflower like Chris Summer from a, a different world, right? You just want to be a wildflower, hang out with Tupac, go on little dates and have a cute little life in Baltimore and sometimes go to LA for, for a shoot. And this rich man in 95, the year that to your point, he became big, says, uh, my wife just left me on Valentine's Day. I want you. Let me know when you get to LA. You're a part of my world. You think you're just going to date. And then it begins 20 years of him constantly forcing you to do things you don't want to do, not based on your admittance, but him getting therapy and circling the block and saying, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was the world's nicest bully. So when Will has already admitted that he's been a bully to her, why are we still so determined not to give that any weight? I, I, that's why I'm saying, like, I didn't I didn't read Will's book and I've heard you know a lot about it, but obviously I don't know everything that was said but I just feel like the way she's acting there has to be more than just like I'm just a crazy person who just exactly. wants to be going on television yes. and embarrass my my husband exactly. I was like there just has to be more to it than that and like I think that you know what Jeff was talking about like she's not as big of a star I think there was decisions that were made for her to like now you're having kids you're taking more of a backseat you you can't mm-hmm. do as, as many projects because I'm I'm leaving all the time so it wasn't that she she wasn't able, like she couldn't have been. And then also they've been married for so long. It's Will and Jada. Like, it's not like, I, I understand what you mean. Like, what, like, like, oh, it's Will and she's famous because of Will. It's like, they're a unit at this point. It's not like they've yeah. been married for like a year or two. They've been married over 20 years. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, <laughs> it's an institution like Jay-Z and Beyonce. And, and yeah. Jeffrey, I'm, I'm happy Jeffrey's here to voice these opinions because Jeffrey, what you're saying is the popular opinion. I think it's just harder for me to recognize, and this is something maybe you guys can relate to. You're in a relationship with somebody with a big personality and you don't even need to compete with them. You're cool being you. But then their big personality makes them bully you out of even being you. And I think that if Jada had been allowed, personally, from all the conversations I've had privately and the research I've done, I think if Will had let Jada be Jada and not been the world's friendliest bully, the way that he's now admitted to being and not forced her to get married, not forced her to have kids, not forced her to do all these things. Because they, they've been on Red Table Talk several times and he said, you kept telling me you didn't want to do it and I made you do it. And one day he said, you cried for 45 days straight and that's when I knew I had to stop bullying you. And she said, you missed a couple of days. It was way more than 45. So when, <laughs> when your wife is crying every day for three months because you're forcing her to constantly do things that she doesn't want to do while America and people like you think he's the world's nicest guy, at some point, I don't think it's odd that the wife is going to be like, I tried to be nice and you just got worse. I'm fucking tired. And I've been in a relationship like that where I was the Jada and the will didn't ever listen to me. The ego just got bigger and bigger. until I had to start cussing people out. Has it happened to either one of you when you've been in a relationship? Why she got to drag Tupac into it? That's her soulmate. She loved him. again even with the books and the revelations both both of their books the revelations when will was touring for his book when jada's now been touring for her book these books they have final edits and approvals and what's saying i always believe listen even whatever they put out there whatever they say we still don't know the full levity of what's going on when that door is closed and it is just the two of them regardless of what people say oh you know again right there in the camp 
those people that are their business managers, close friends or whatever, even if they know, oh, they was fighting over this and that, nobody knows actually what is going on in that household except for those two people when those doors are closed, cameras are gone, every, paparazzi ain't there. Only those people know. And Jada gives me a very strong personality. She's a Virgo. And, and the thing is, they were going to different houses. So, so it wasn't like they were having bed pillow talk. She went to his house and, she, and he, he went to his. Like they weren't even living. That's the thing that's so interesting is I'm choosing my words carefully, guys, but I can't afford to get sued. Nobody who's around them was surprised by anything that's being revealed. And she has been a single woman in action, in real life, for seven years now. And so I think part of the reason why the public is so annoyed is they're annoyed with her as if she's a disloyal wife and not a woman who's been single for seven years. I don't... Uh, me personally, yeah, I, I agree. I don't personally think that. I just... I mean, it all, it's super heightened because of what happened at the um, Oscars. And that was Will. That wasn't her. That was Will. Yeah, but it's definitely what happened at the Oscars. That's why it's like, wait, whoa, let's let's piece this puzzle together. Because it's it's a a couple of missing pieces. But do you see what you just said, though? Will had an outburst and bitch slapped somebody and all the focus is still on Jada. And I really want us to be honest about that. If you, Jada, the focus ain't on Jada, it's on Will. No, 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 no. The, I'm telling you that the, now that the dust is cleared, the, the ire, the disdain, the eye roll, I'm, I'm on Twitter 24-7. It's all towards Jada, poor Will. Will walked I up, agree, yeah. bitch slapped the man and said, keep my wife's fucking name out your mouth, even though she hadn't been your wife for six years. And all the annoyance is going to Jada. And at some point, we're going to have to admit that there's something problematic about that. I think it's because, uh, for me, it's because... I'm just like, this ain't my business. <laughs> like, just <laughs> why you? Why my eye roll is to Jada because it's like feel exactly the way you feel, feel exactly how you want to feel. But this, you're what you're doing. You're inviting more scrutiny into because unfortunately, once you let the public in, that just don't help a mayor a but relationship. They've been, period. They've been dragging her ever since August Alcina. Like, is she like has a city thing? She, they've literally been dragging this lady for for years at this point, and so she's finally like, fuck it. <laughs> like, we ain't been married for like six years. Y'all motherfuckers talking about oh Jada, this put me on Future's face and all this kind of shit. Like, it's not even like that. And I feel like she probably just got fed up. And I'm like, I've been getting bullied for twenty years of my marriage. Everybody out here thinks that Will is the best guy ever, and I'm just like I'm future, and it's bullshit. So, even, when it's like, he, even, even when he even when he admits not, it's his fault, they still don't want to hear it. Even when he yeah, admits publicly, but she's not. But I guess it's because it's yes, I I agree, and I if she's gonna speak up, it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want a divorce? Do you, are you saying this because you want to get out? Like, what what is the reason for all of this? Like, she wants she wants to finally tell her story without Will being the main character and speak for herself after 25 years of being part of a collective. And, and being in his shadow, to your point. I, I Honestly, I am sick of the coverage. So we all, I think we all agree that the coverage is sickening, right? Mm-hmm. I also worked in a newsroom. We're not, when you guys are working in the newsroom, this is a little bit of game for those of you who are not in digital media. If Jada comes out with a book on Monday and she only told her publicist to highlight one part and it goes mm-hmm. viral, guess what we're going to do? We're going to like, fuck the fact that she sent us that one soundbite. Because she went viral, my editor would always say to me, What's the second blush? Go back in that book and find something else. Because she did so good, we're going to keep on picking sensational sentences every single day because we recognize that there's a feasting frenzy that's happening. And now, even though she only wanted to highlight one part, 
the media is realizing, oh, you guys are constantly going to give us money and clicks and ad revenue every time we mention her. So even though she's only talking about one thing, we're going to mention 30 other things. And guess who gets blamed for the 30 other things? It's not the editors. It's not me. It's not the media folks who are choosing to piecemeal it and have five headlines a day. It's Jada who only put out a press release with one thing. And so it's almost like we'll admit it to bullying you and they still said it was your fault. We'll bitch slap Chris Rock and cuss them out. They still are annoyed with you. Publicists are piecemealing parts that you haven't even made a thing and they still, you know what I mean? So it's, I feel like Jada, it can be annoying and I think a lot of misogyny is showing up and we're doing it as a group and so we're not clocking it. It feels like a mob mentality to me if I'm being objective, guys. Well, I happen- just want to make it, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, if it was happening to one of y'all and you were constantly saying to me, Jeffrey, oh my God, I'm constantly, you know, being the nice person to insert X from several years ago and he's all shiny and charming, but people don't know what I go through with him privately. And you find, and then he has an outburst and you finally speak your truth and they say, shut up, Jeffrey. You're like, wait a minute. He's the one who showed his ass. I've been getting bullied this whole time. How am I the bad guy for finally wanting to tell, tell my truth? I think the part of me is wondering too, though. I don't, I don't, in the end, I, anything that I'm saying, regardless of my personal feeling, I don't want to feel like I'm saying I'm silencing Jada or she should not, you know, oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that. But also, I'm like, have you said this to him before yes. you're coming to the public and saying yes. all of this to us, these people who don't live in your house, these people who ain't got nothing to do with your relationship? Have you said this to him and he wasn't yes. listening? So now you're like, okay, the only way I get you to hear me is by going to Gail King and Charlemagne and whoever else she's going to. Or is it was it just a like I'm just gonna say it and he gonna find out with the rest of y'all how I'm feeling and what's going on? I will break the fourth wall. Every single thing that has come out in that book, he was aware of it and they had conversations. Nothing has been done behind Will's back, which is why he came out and said he supports the book. And we're still dragging her. We're I mean, defending. He, he can't. I feel I, honestly. I feel. <laughs> I feel her. like I really feel like he can't say, "Oh, I don't support that shit." She ain't never said that to me. I feel like he is in a place where he has to agree with her like what what do, you, do you see how do you see how quick you flip that to sympathize to the man who already admitted being a bully do you see how quick that, that happened Lulu? there's something in he people's to being a, he like he's no. like you just said he admitted to being a bully so he, he has he, to so the, it, it really feels like there's something a brain worm where we physically cannot just admit that maybe will did stuff and jada's not a, a monster who's sliding oh, him, no, and that is both gr- of them. I do agree. I, I agree. It takes two to tango. That marriage ain't just but one on, person. Only one person's getting dragged. Only one person's getting dragged on social media right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it, it takes two to tango, because but only she one decided, person's getting She decided to not only, as you stated, not only air her grievances to her husband, she aired her grievances to the world. He did that first, and he didn't get this. So every argument about Jada, Will did it first and, and didn't get no smoke. What did he do first? His book came out November 2021 where he admitted wanting to kill his father. And he admitted to a whole Yeah, but not of... his wife. Let me finish. Let me finish. He admitted She's to talking about his, her husband. Let, he... let me finish. Oh. I'm saying one, saying you want to kill your father is a great sensational headline. We didn't care because it was Will Smith. Jada just says, oh man, Tupac had alopecia. Here comes this fucking bitch. So Will can literally admit to daydreams of murder and we don't blink. Jada just mentioned somebody having a, a, a disease or something and we want to rake her. I'm sorry, from an objective standpoint, nothing Will does is going to make us as mad as we are at Jada. Nothing Will does is going to make us as mad as we are at Jada. Because we have put, and by we, I mean consumers, all of us, we have put Will Smith on this pedestal exactly. of being able to do that. So we can't get mad that it's like, oh, now the hate coming towards Jada because we did it. We contributed to it. 
we contributed to all three of us right here at I some didn't. point in our lives watching the Fresh Prince, watching whatever, whatever. And you might not be a hardcore Will Smith stan or fan or something, but in some small, tiny percentage, we have all contributed to Will Smith being this angel that he is. In some small, in the even in the smallest way, we have all done that. Even if it was like, well, Chris Rock deserved it or something, whatever it was, we have all contributed to putting Will Smith in this place where he is, quote unquote, untouchable. I've always seen them as a unit. So I, I'm going to have to absorb my, I've always seen them as a unit. And like, if they're an open relationship, they both decide to be an open relationship. I've never thought one was nicer than the other. Honestly, I think it's because I've dated a lot of Will Smiths. I've dated a lot of, of, as- I've dated a lot of nice people who were doing fuck shit. And if I did anything, I'd be the bad guy and they would never get in trouble. So for me, I've never said, oh, he's innocent. And Jada's a bitch who's only famous because of him. I've always seen them as a unit. I've always seen them as a unit. Lou, do you have any last words? I'm sorry, Lou. Well, I was just going to say, I've I've seen them as a unit, but like, you know, I I agree that I feel like women are are constantly villainized and she's been scrutinized so much, like for everything from this, when it started with August Alcina stuff, because even when that came out, I was like, oh, he must have been doing something for her to like go out and start messing with this young, young guy and her on these interviews. I'm like, I'm, I'm always thinking that because I know a lot of women, especially if you date somebody as powerful as Will, you are definitely like going through some shit because you have to even just be a certain kind of guy, certain kind of personality to get to the level that Will Smith is like, that's just off the rip. So if she's yeah. been being quiet, like all this time, I just can't imagine. I can't even wrap my head around her being like this horrible, horrible person. He could just get another Jada. He could just find another girl and call her Jada. And it would be done and they could get a divorce and he could walk away. But like, this is clearly like a thing thing. It's a whole machine. It's not mm-hmm. just, so like, that's why I've always sympathized with her. Cause like when she was coming out, I'm like, dang, she's really pissing him. There's a, like a lot of stuff that we don't know about that was going on with their marriage for decades that yeah. know what he says. And so like, I don't, I've always sympathized with Jada because I feel like women do that frequently, especially when they date like super, you know, successful, like charismatic um, nice guys, fun loving, always the you know the joke, handsome, da da da, like cavalier. Like when you're dating somebody like that, those be the worst ones. <laughs> and and, and, see, no, and nobody takes that, your side. Nobody ever takes your side. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, I don't. I didn't. Vill- I didn't even villainize Jada when the August Alcina thing came out because it wasn't her to open up. It was August. I didn't, I didn't veganize. I'm sorry, villainize Will. The or men Jada keep that. acting up, and it Jada was, keeps catching strays. The men it was keep acting August. up. <laughs> It was August Salcina that came out and said that shit. So if anything, that's when they should have definitely been a unit and uh, dug a hole for him. <laughs> What's interesting to me, and I'm going to pause after this because we need to take a bathroom break for Jeff. Thank you for that that, that text, friend. <laughs> is listen to what happened, guys. August Alcina ran his mouth. Chris Rock went and did a set talking about how an actress like scorned him in the 90s and he never got over it. We, we later found out it was Jada. And was calling her allegedly according to her every time he would hear that there was like a rumor that her and will broke up he'd be like hey you ready to go on a date and so you have chris rock who won't take no for an answer august alcina who's a bitter baby making songs and and doing angela yee interviews and will smith is smacking the fuck out of people in public during the oscars and the villain is jada and i think if we're being honest that is off i don't think she's innocent and she annoys me sometimes with the things that are sensationalized because you're right, fame is a hell of a drug. I do think, though, if they were saying, damn, Will and Jada are on some fuck shit, I wouldn't have anything to say. The fact that we're putting it all on Jada when it's been the men showing their asses, 
That's what I have a problem with. Because it's it's the messaging. Jada, like again, Will has again in in his book and all this stuff said, you know, he was the <laughs> I don't bully. Think it's a, yeah, I don't think it's the messaging. You know, I think it's misogyny. Say he was the bully, but it's kind of like Jada is is going into detail. It, I think that's what it is. Like Ooh, as, she went into detail. You got shoot the messenger. That's typically what happens. Shoot the messenger. I'm and she's just the messenger, but typically most people shoot the messenger. Jada is actually saying, I'm gonna tell y'all what happened. And it's just like because unfortunately, you know, we know how hard it is, how hard it was, especially in the 90s, being a black celebrity, being accepted by all peers, not just black yeah. peers, but all peers in this industry. And so us as black people did look at them as this almost like um um Harry and um what's the Megan and Harry? Girl from Suits. Megan and Harry. We mm -hmm. looked at them as our black royal couple, like Will and Jada, even Alicia Keys put them in, you know, a song like next to Claire and Cliff Huxtable. Like that's what we looked at them as. So to actually see, oh, it, it ain't actually as pretty as we thought it was. It's just like, oh, and it just sounds like majority of us finding out it ain't as pretty as we thought it was. It's coming out of her lips. It's like shoot the messenger but, but as also, opposed to like, shoot no, the it was, it was August. It was, it, it was, it was August. August. It, it was August and we're still blaming her. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was August and we're blaming her. And I also, one more thing, Blue. I know we're trying to get, you know, let Jeff go tinkle, but like, <laughs> I'm going to finish. I, Come on. We're going to go we work through it. <laughs> Hold it. Okay. I kind of like the idea that they even, like, all this shit kind of happened because I feel like they, people's marriages, it'd be a lot of shit going on, even just for regular folks. And even if something mm -hmm. looks good, and that also doesn't mean that it's bad. Like, because people go through things like even that August Alcina thing, they're like, we dealt with this shit like five years ago or whatever the fuck it happened and we're done. Y'all just now finding out about it. So they went through this whole thing and everything happened. Everything's cleared up. Everything's squashed. We moving on with life. And this motherfucker needs some money. So he's just going to go out and start running his goddamn out. So yeah. I, I think that like it humanized them and their relationship so because like a lot of people and that that goes back this is almost full circle with dating because people have all these unrealistic expectations nice. of how people are supposed to be and what kind of relationship they have what kind of date you're supposed to take on what restaurant it is how many mm -hmm. oysters and yeah. all this kind of stuff and it's just yeah. like we're all just human and we're just trying to we're kind of figuring it out and these rigid these rigid rules is what's gonna have your ass alone, which is okay yes. if that's what you want to do. Because some people, I and I can attest to this. I've been in a bad relationship, and Blue, you could probably say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Being alone is way better than being in a bad relationship. In fact, and it's like oh. that part. No, I'm just saying, being alone in a relationship is worse than being single. Uh, yeah, and it's it's kind of like what you said. It's like a bad relationship. And prior to this social media age we lived in, we would have never known the details. It's hearing the details of it where it brings them down to feeling human and feeling like everybody else. But it's like Y'all supposed to be Will and Jada. Y'all supposed to be our, you know, Megan and Harry. Like... But that's the thing, though. It's like, oh, now y'all, y'all really are just regular. Like y'all are just regular people, as opposed to these celebrities that, for prior to social media, where you can now just be in everybody's business twenty four seven and know everything going on. We didn't know these things behind closed doors. A lot of people, I agree with both of you. And I here's the thing: I love James Baldwin. One of the things James Baldwin told me is, when you're telling an inconvenient truth that's not popular yet. Don't worry if people disagree with you. It's going to age well. Hey, and I, and, and I, I know. I, oh, I love my Baba. You know, I love James Baldwin. I still want that picture, but it's fine. Um, I think 20 years from now, when the documentaries come out, a lot of people are going to call me with apologies. Probably, yeah. Jada will definitely get apologies. I it's... think a lot of people 20 years from now, when, when we're less emotional and less misogynistic and less of an angry mob that's blaming one woman for the actions of her and three other men, 
I think what I'm saying is not popular now, but I do believe it's going to age well. Because she's I, I blamed do, for everything. She's blamed for everything. She's blamed. I mean, the Tupac thing because he's not here to say, hey, I don't care. She told her I had alopecia. Like it's one of like we have such high again. Tupac is another person we have such high regard for. It's like you can't say anything bad about Tupac. But if Tupac were still here with us present day and he's on Instagram every ten seconds, feeling like he is, you know this person that we just know we would probably have a lot of shit to say about Tupac nowadays but he's not with us so we hold him in a very high regard and because Jada is talking you know we all say don't speak ill of the dead because and she's not necessarily speaking ill but she is disclosing something that he didn't necessarily disclose before passing so it's kind of like why are you telling his business we didn't you know and it's Tupac I understand that I understand I, I will say this I'm on the side of truth and I think that yes normally Tupac's dead and can't defend himself that that and he's a legend, that would normally work, right? Because you're a legend and you're dead, right? August Alcina is not a legend and Will Smith is not dead. Well, and she's still, well, she's still Alcina is far from a legend. <laughs> so, uh, so we have a man who's not a legend and a man who's not dead and she's still getting blamed for that. So I well, think- Well, August Alcina, the biggest, the biggest thing that I saw, and again, the biggest thing I saw with the August Alcina thing was that he, one, being so much younger, but also friends of Jaden. That's where I saw a lot of the Jada, what the fuck are you doing with this boy um, hate coming from? Is Because it wasn't like, oh, she was messing around with Brad Pitt, who was, you know, a peer, same age, you know, within that same age group or something like that, where, you know, there's somebody much older. They would, they would have still dragged him. Yeah, men, they, 20-year-old people, they, they have ongoing jokes about Leonardo DiCaprio breaking up with women as soon as they turn 25. So it's like... <laughs> and nobody's people laugh and keep it pushing. I'm telling you, Everything we can say about Jada, every day men get away with it and nobody says shit. And absolutely, I think at some point we're going to all collectively have to make peace with how full of shit the collective response has been about this. Jada's not perfect, guys. So please don't hit me up telling me her sins. Nobody said she was perfect. I'm just saying that there's something intellectually dishonest about one person being blamed when they're the only one who didn't have an outburst and was the last one to do an expose. So everybody ran their mouth first. Slap for people what? first for years. Shove their ass first, and the last person to speak, and the only one who didn't get violent in any way, is suddenly the bad guy. Ah, uh, now speaking. It's of, only because oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of childhood people, because you know we all grew up in loving Will and Jada. Another couple guys that's connected to our childhood has gotten divorced. Uh, Disney has allowed mm-hmm. announced that after 95 years, Mickey and Minnie Mouse have divorced. <laughs> How do we <laughs> Jeffrey Fixer face? <laughs> How do we feel that in the year of divorce, Disney said, hold hold my beer? Who's the divorce lawyer, Ron DeSantis? No way. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a good one. I really, really do think, do you guys believe that if a marriage is divorced, it's a failure? No. Oh, I don't think After so. 95 years? Well, no, not, not regular people, not mini, mini <laughs> not cartoons. I, no, I mean, honestly, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all want to? Because you know, I'm the I'm the curmudgeon of the of the group over here. Yeah, that's true. You hate love. I I, I forgot. I, about I don't that. hate. No, I don't hate love. I just feel like it's it's a thing, and it's it's the world. It's the this evolving world we live in. Back in the 50s, 60s, 40s, whatever, they did not have social media. They were like travel was not what it is today. In 2023, I could be talking to somebody in Brazil and be there tomorrow. Travel is not as expensive or as difficult as it used to be back then. We have so much access to everybody in the world. And you telling me this one person that I met, I'm supposed to solely dedicate the next 40, 50 years of my life. Blue, why are you in the White House? What happened? No. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. That was... 
thank you for the shout out. That was a picture of me from my my days working on the news when I was at the White House press house. That day, oh. I actually rode on the motorcade with Michelle Obama. Oh, but yeah, it's just like we are supposed to be with it. Listen, we've all been single. And as single, we have all been in positions where our head was on a swivel because niggas, women, I'm sorry, guys, women, whatever, <laughs> a parade of them just walking past. It's just too many options. And so it's just like you're telling me now in this 2023 world where literally for anybody, the world is your oysters. Because one thing that I learned, everybody is into everything. It, it you go to what? you go to Pornhub, there is a category for everything. Thing, things you might not be into yourself, things you might have never even oh. thought of. There's a category for it. And so you're telling yeah. me that I am supposed to dedicate the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life to this one person. Jeffrey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nip the I hate love uh segment for this week. I thank don't you hate for, love. I thank love you love. for thank you. Oh, sure. With everybody. Thank you for sharing uh your thoughts about uh marriage is a scam and we're all gonna <laughs> cheat and keep our heads in a swivel. Um I'm gonna I don't think real- it's a scam, I think it's a social construct. So is money and time. Money definitely is because rent yeah. should be free. You, I mean, if rent was free, I'd be in a high rise. You guys, I have a special segment that we're going to be doing. I was. <laughs> um, called <laughs> called uh, Foul or Forgivable, where I'm going to read letters from people who are sharing what they're going through. And we as a collective are going to have to decide, is, are they foul or are they for, what are they doing forgivable? Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let go. Okay. So this one is the three-parter. Uh, let's see if I can pull up part one. <clears throat> put on my story time voice wait they messed up three times or they wrote in three times uh i think they wrote in three times but i'm gonna read part one and see if i can skim through it okay so my 29 female friend kate also so, so sorry i'm 29 female and my friend kate 28 has a boyfriend jamie 29 for some reason people love to say ages when they have these conversations and they, she, yeah kate has been with jamie whom she has been with for nearly three years We met Jamie on a night out. I would say that although he's Kate's boyfriend, I also consider him a friend. We shared interest in a particular sport that we text about sometimes. And if I have spare hospitality ticket to one of the sporting fixtures, I will sometimes invite Jamie to go. So this girl is saying that she has Kate and her boyfriend, Jamie, right? And they both met Jamie the same night, but Kate is the one who ended up dating him. And she and Jamie are now good friends. I think this has happened to all of us. Well, Jamie's 30th birthday is coming up and Jamie and Kate planned a big party. And I helped out with the logistics. So now she's helping her couple friends with Jamie's 30th birthday. Well, a few days ago, Kate texted me and asked me if I wouldn't mind toning down my look for the party. And if I could send her a picture of what I was planning to wear. I asked her what this meant. And after asking several times if she really had to say it, she asked if I could dress verbatim. She said, basically what I would consider frumpy. So now Kate is saying, I need you to show up to Jamie's 30th birthday party looking frumpy and homely. And she's saying this because she really didn't want to be outshined at her own boyfriend's birthday party. When I didn't reply right away, she went on to say that she wanted Jamie's full attention and was implying that if I looked nice, that he would not be able to pay attention to her and I would take the spotlight. I said it wasn't about that. I, I was upset. And that her making me responsible for whether or not her boyfriend looked at me felt weird. She then said, well, it's really important to Jamie that she stand out because his friends and colleagues would be there. And again, she didn't want me still in her timeline. I told her again that I was worried because I wasn't going to be distracting anybody. I was going there to support a party that I helped plan. Now, what's ended up happening, guys, to paraphrase is 
she does, is asking, am I foul for not wanting to go to the party because she wants me to look bad so that she can look better in front of Jamie's friends and family? That's part one. What are your, you guys' thoughts about part one? Well, it's some malarkey, basically, because mm-hmm. I'm like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be with anybody who would make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I think, so... And what do you think? I feel like y'all are all in your 20s. Get messy in your 20s. Clean it up in your 30s. <laughs> just, so, so I you would show up, up in a full would, red ball gown. I'm actually going to be flying in in my chopper to this birthday party. So you would choose violence? You would choose violence? Yes. In my 20s, absolutely. But now in my evolved state, we wouldn't even be <laughs> friends, actually. Okay, well, this is not a, like I feel like this is not a conversation the three of us would have currently with any of our friends. So, if your friend said, "I need you to not look so good," you'd be looking too good, and you're making me look bad. And this is his, my boyfriend's thirtieth birthday. Can you make yourself look less good on his party? You would show up looking extra good to spite this person. I don't make you look bad. I'm styled by Pooja. <laughs> Shout out to Pooja. <laughs> Shout out to Pooja. So you're saying you would still show up looking stylish. I'm going to show up looking like me. I'm not going to go out of my way to, ooh, let me make sure I make you look bad. But if I'm dressing like me and me, you feel is outdoing you, then that's, that is your insecurity. That's not mine. It would be different if I took that and I said, oh, let, cause y'all know me. I don't dress up like that. So if I got, if I heard that from somebody, then all of a sudden I show up in full Dolce Gabbana Versace down or something. Y'all know, oh, Jeff, you doing that to be messy. But if this is how I normally dress when we go to events, go to things like that. I'm not changing it. Just why no. are you going to the party? Because my thing is, if my friend wants me to look bad at a party, I'm not sure I, I, I want to be there. Exactly, that's my point. We're not having this. Con- okay, the friendship is over. We're not having this conversation. No, no, you, you said you'd be in a red gown, but go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. In my twenties, no, no. In my twenties, I would. Yes, in my twenties. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. But yeah, now, I, present day, I would probably it would, it would definitely affect our friendship with her. Um, and I mean, probably. I mean, yeah, because I don't want to feel uncomfortable myself too. Like I've obviously this happened in my 20s where I've had situations where I've had women who's had boyfriends so I try always try to go out of my way to accommodate you know and not be the center of attention and not do this and that and the other and so I just think that my friends I would hope that they knew that about me and know that I could be trusted so Mm -hmm. if she's telling me like I know I need you to turn down like I'm not going because I'm like is this toned down enough like am I okay Mm -hmm. like (laughs) and she didn't just say toned down she said verbatim frumpy yeah, I need I need you to look bad. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Put me on Instagram looking like grandpa. Get, get out of my face. Well, here's part two, guys. Because I was like, well, this is an easy question. Uh, she's not. Kate is a hater. She's not your friend. Stop talking to her. And and mind you, though, her and Jamie are still friends. What would you tell Jamie? Because she's saying that this is Jamie's birthday party that she helped plan. And Jamie's the, the boyfriend, right? The boyfriend Jamie, that's her good friend now. They hang out, they're good friends. What would you tell him about why you're not coming to his birthday party? Because your girl want me to look stupid. Yeah, I'll probably tell the truth. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, maybe maybe younger me would have had a much more elaborate lie or something creative. But me now I'm like, listen, your girlfriend want me to look stupid. I'm not doing that. If and by the way, him- weren't friends I probably wouldn't say anything I wouldn't even I wouldn't say anything at all but since me and him are friends I was like oh yeah she told me she wanted me to look frumpy and I wasn't gonna do it so yeah. well well, guys I will say that you keep, keep saying younger you one thing I've learned is what you would have done in 29 there's somebody who in their 50s 
who's relating to it now. Not everybody matures at the same rate, so I love that mm-hmm. you've outgrown that, but there's some listeners who are much older than 29 who would be like, oh my God, I can totally relate to Kate. Don't be looking good at my birthday, my boyfriend's birthday party. Well, I thought this was over until I clicked the link and realized it was a part two, guys. Y'all want to hear part two? <laughs> yes. Apparently Jamie, two and three. Well, I think I'm going to co- try to combine them. Jamie got upset that she wasn't coming and, co- and, and she said, I can't come because to Lulu's point, and I think Jeff, you said the same thing. Your girl's acting weird. I don't, this is some funny shit. I'm going to stay home. When he got that text, he hit her up because he's like, I have something to explain to you. Y'all ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamie called and explained and said a couple months ago, um, while he and Kate were out with his friends, these are the same friends that I mentioned um, are not fond of Kate. So he has some friends that are not fond of Kate. And while he and his friend, his friend group who doesn't like her were hanging out, everybody got drunk. They were talking mm. about how they met their boyfriends and girlfriends. And the story of how Jamie and Kate met came up. Apparently, according to the friends, during the telling of the story, Kate asked Jamie why he had decided to hit on her rather than me. And one of his friends joked and piped in that it was because he knew I was the hot one and he didn't have a shot with me. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Um, Kate is the one who was asked to look frumpy or Kate is the girlfriend? The only woman's name is Kate, and that's the friend. So the person who's talking... Kate is the friend. Yeah, so so the girl who's talking, we don't know her name. Kate is the only female name, and she's the one who said, I need you to look bad. So Kate and Jamie, I wish they didn't have two lesbian names. Kate and Jamie are hanging out with his his homeboys, and they're talking about how everybody met their partners. And his homeboys said, oh, yeah, you got, you know, why didn't you uh, X, Y, and Z pick on the hot one? She was like, yeah, why didn't you hit on my friend? The girl who we're talking about, she's she's the hot one. He's and the friend said, "Oh, that's because Jamie told us that he thought your friend was out of out of out of his league. He only hit on you because he thought your friend, the one who's been asked to look frumpy, was too hot for him, and you looked more accessible." When Kate heard this, she was shocked and asked Jamie if what his friends had said was true. And Jamie, who had way too much to drink, explained that it was true. I guess it only matters if um, the friend who was asked to look frumpy, if she back then or present day had a crush or would have wanted to date him if she didn't then let me finish he said he did not notice um me that night he noticed me that night first thought i was attractive just seeing me and he said that he would never approach somebody as attractive as me and that his friend was right that's why he chose to date kate instead he said that he said that once he spoke to kate and realized that she was the uh, she was the best thing that ever happened to him, despite her not being the hot one. And also said that the reason why he wanted me to be there at the birthday party so bad was because he was planning to propose to her. But that Kate has been acting weird ever since his friends revealed that he had wanted me first. And so now he won't be proposing because the whole thing has turned into a mess. After speaking to Jamie, I called Kate and she admitted that our entire lives, she had always felt like the ugly friend. And that the reason why she had been feeling good in her relationship with Jamie was, it was the first time that somebody picked her and not me. And so when she found out that he had wanted me first, she felt insecure. And that's why she wanted me to look frumpy at his 30th birthday. Do you guys think I should still go? I'm sorry. I'm I'm on a roller coaster. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Huh? I, 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 these so white people. I don't know, honey. They don't have pictures. So Jeffrey, Kate you and Jamie, <laughs> right? So, so it does sound very right. So basically, the girl who's asking my foul for not wanting to go, she's saying I didn't know my best friend thought that I was the pretty one and has been competing with me our whole entire friendship. 
and was feeling smug that somebody finally chose her. So last week when she found out that he actually wanted me but thought I was out of his league, she now wants to have this bitch fest of trying to make me look bad when I'm, I'm around him, even though I've never once hit on this man. Well, I think she needs to drop Jamie and if it's a real friendship, work on maintaining her friendship with Kate. The hater? No, Jamie was the Jamie is the hater. Jamie's the culprit. Oh, now now y'all don't want to blame Will Smith. I'm trying no, to defend no, Jada. No, no, okay, yeah, we are okay. So I think that Jamie, all he did was hit on a girl, get in a relationship that with her. Then he felt no, he hit on girl number two because he was too too much of a bitch to hit on the one that he intentionally I mean actually liked. But so he, fell, he, he fell in love with her and he didn't tell her this. His friends did while they were drunk. Yeah, and, because he told them. But it's I don't still think Jamie's that, fault. I still think it's Jamie's fault. But but the way that he felt the day that he met them is not the way that he feels now. And he's never crossed the boundary. He's never like tried to holler. They're all like friends. It's not a big deal. Like him saying, I'll call you like, I want to propose to her. She's the best thing that happened to me. Of course, yes. Your visual things like you can you can think about exes you've had. Like when you first saw them, like, oh, they ain't that cute. But then like when you're around them and you see all these other amazing things about them, then you yeah. fall in love with them more or you fall in love with them further. The friend mm. fucking up the, you know, the thing that's what that that's unnecessary information. It's fucking water under the bridge. Cause he feels like I chose the right person. I want to be where I want to marry her. So do but you think that Jeffrey's right? Tried the- Oh, I'm sorry. Jeffrey, you had mentioned uh, that you think Jamie was wrong. In my eyes, the only thing that Jamie did was when the friend said, we all assumed that you hit on the less hot one because you thought you told us you thought the pretty the one less was... hot one. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, because you thought the hot one was out of your league. Jamie, when he was drunk when, and when when Kate said, is that true? He was like, yeah, kind of. It's, yeah, it's, that's, it's Jamie's fault. Jamie is the villain but, here. But, Jamie but he is the, I can't believe y'all are not But, he, but he's in love with her man. now. <laughs> We're not I'm men haters. Defending the, I'm defending the women. But, but, but I, I feel like I feel like Jamie is no is a wash because it, these <laughs> no, but I'm, no, 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 I'm not saying get rid of him. The point I'm trying to make is this has more to do with my relationship with this woman and all this other stuff. That's what this yeah. has to do with. Like, but that, you're asking but, this woman to dress frumpy. And no, that's just, the problem. No, like, Jeffrey, I think I, I think you're confused, Jeffrey. The person who asked to be, be dressed frumpy is Jamie's girlfriend. Wait. Jamie, so your friend, the friend who is not dating Jamie, is asked Jamie's asked Jamie's girlfriend to no, dress frumpy. No, you have it backwards. So the hot girl was asked yeah. be, was asked by Kate was asked to dress, to dress frumpy so what, yeah. what lulu was saying is if you felt a way about jamie why did you try to make your friend look stupid rather than having a conversation with her that's fucked up too she had to call you and confront you before you admitted that you were trying to make her look stupid because you were jealous because of her. jamie was too much of a bitch to go and talk to girl number one so he slid over to number two because he felt number oh. one was out of his league it's I'm jamie's like, fault oh it's, wow it's literally jamie's fault so you don't think you don't think a friend trying to make you look stupid and admitting to you that they've been competing with you your entire friendship is bad? That's that's something else. But right now we're talking about Jamie. No, we're, being no, the common we're talking, denominator. No, we're talking about the whole thing. Don't do that. But wait, 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 <laughs> hold on, wait. I'm okay. So I don't, yeah, this. Why don't this, you just give the third person a name? Because Jeff, Jeff okay. is the. I'm gonna call the whole Kim, thing. Okay, so Kim is fine. Okay, Kim is fine as shit. Okay, Kim is the baddie. Kim is a baddie. She's a bad bitch. Okay, Kim and Kate go out one night. And they meet this guy named Jamie and his friends. Kim is just mm-hmm. having her hot girl life. Niggas buying her drinks, living her baddie life or whatever. Kate, who normally doesn't get any play, is approached by Jamie. Jamie and Kate start dating and he realizes, wow, you're amazing. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. I want to marry you. 
Jamie and Kim, because Kim's not a hater, because bad bitches are generous. Jamie and Kim have a platonic friendship where they have match it in common, but they don't ever flirt. They're, they're homies. They're like boys. They do sports together like you and Lulu. Because mm-hmm. Kim, the baddie, is so happy that her friend, who never has nobody, finally has a man who adores her. She says, I'll help you plan Jamie's party because I fuck with him heavy, too. She's planning the party. And right before it's time to go to the party, Kate calls and says, I need you to look stupid when you show up to the party next week. And Kim says, why would you need me to look stupid? And Kate, she's like, how stupid? And Kate says, I need you to look frumpy, bitch. Frumpy. And Kim says, friend, I helped plan this party. My name is on this. And I fuck heavy with with, with him. Why would you want me looking stupid at the party, the 30th birthday of somebody that we both love? She hits up Jamie and says, Jamie, Kate's acting weird. I don't think I can make it. Kate never told her why she wanted her to dress frumpy. She just asked her to dress frumpy. She said, bitch, I need you to look stupid. Just just trust me. I need you to look stupid. When she hits up Jamie and says, Jamie, Kim is acting weird. I don't know what's going on. She wants me to look stupid. So I think I'm going to stay home. That's when Jamie calls and says, last weekend, we were all hanging out with my boys. And, and they, they don't, told her. They don't like her. And they were drunk. And they spilled the beans that on the first night we met, we all thought that you were a bad On the bitch. first night we met, I settled for number two. No, 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 no. The first night <laughs> we met, we all thought you were a bad bitch. And while they were drunk last weekend, they said, Jamie, you know the only reason you didn't hit on Batty Kim is because Kate looks more approachable. And oh, so Kate, wait, wait. So this is this is an assumption, not that Jamie said out of his mouth, I did no, not want to hit on her. Exactly. The or did friend, Jamie tell his friends and now his friends drunkenly are telling Jamie? It's two different things. Yeah, Jamie's friends set, spat out and said, Now, Jamie, you know damn well you only picked Kate because Kim was was, was out of your league. Kate okay, is, so yeah, if Kate is stunned by this and looks at Jamie, who's now drunk his damn self. Everybody's drunk as fuck. And says, Is that true? And you know what people what, what happens when you ask a drunk person a question? He said, yeah, kind of like, you know, Kim's a baddie. I mean, anybody would see Kim and be like, she's a baddie. But I'm so happy I approached you instead because you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And when Kim, baddie Kim calls Kate and says, Kate, were you trying to make me look stupid because you were trying to sabotage me because you're jealous about the fact that years ago, this nigga liked me one night. And, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's when Kate feeling guilty said, actually, I've been competing with you our entire friendship. And I've always felt smug that I finally pulled somebody who p- picked me and not you. And knowing that wasn't the case and that him and all his friends thought you were the fine one, as usual, is why I was being a hater and telling you to look stupid at the party. Does that make sense, guys? Again, well, again, I'm not hearing it because I thought that the drunk friends said it because this is something that Jamie told them in confidence and then being drunk, they spilled the beans. But if we don't know that don't Jamie know. chose girl we number two, because then that's a different story. I'm Yeah, I'm under the assumption that Jamie has confided in his boys. Yeah, I only picked her because I was too intimidated to talk to mm-hmm. um, the the fine one. So now, now it's just, that completely, that's just his boys talking stupid and Jamie just needs to. It's still Jamie's fault. Wait a minute. Okay. I, I can't keep up with Jeffrey's logic. Lulu, take us home on this topic, Lulu. What do you think about it? Whose fault is it? Who's who's foul and who's forgivable? Jeffrey's saying be friends with the hater and let go of the love of your life or whatever. What are you saying, Lulu? I think that I feel like Jamie is a non-factor because Damn. this is somebody who... I, and when I say that, I mean like, niggas gonna nig. And people make assumptions based on, off of looks all the time and it doesn't mean anything like you yeah. know what i mean especially he 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 made that decision based off of 
Like I just see her five minutes ago. And then I've been having this conversation with, there's a lot of men who don't even like dating, like super attractive women because yeah. the stigma that comes with them being like, I don't want to go to cheesecake factory. They don't want to be cool. Like they're not, you know, cool people. So if he was like, Hey, this girl, she looks like she's having fun. Let me just go talk to her. I don't think that my, my self esteem should not be affected by somebody's whim of what they, they assumed about me from seeing me for 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying I had to take more of an issue with you're supposed to be one of my best good friends Thank all you. these millions and millions of years. And now you're telling me that you've been competing with me the entire life. I'm like, we got some shit to unpack. He's just a nigga. Oh, I mean, he wants to marry her. Poor Jamie. I, I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, but I'm saying like, if I'm Kim, but if, like, if, if I'm Kim, like I, I understand like, but he's he's a guy like he's a guy like he's my friend too now but he's and I've remember been, i've been knowing this girl for a long time but also remember these are wait why is it a thumbs up on my screen did y'all see that yeah i saw it um okay i thought it was just me uh but also remember these are 20 something year old people that 30. mental logic They're 30 they was 29 and under this is about 30 29 28 and yeah, 29 30, and you, still still 20s. you don't really you don't really hit 32 you hit 31 you got to cross over into 30 they still they young people hmm Jeffrey is like somebody's old grandma who sings too much and is over it. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> too much. Jeffrey, Jeffrey is so jaded. I'm sometimes so I hate being I hate being an evolved person. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, wait, is that what we're calling it? I told you. I told. <laughs> listen, I told you. I feel like ignorance is bliss because that whole thing, that situation. Sometimes uh-huh. you just gotta let people just live in their blissful ignorance. Well, guys, because we started a little bit late tonight, we do have to wrap this up. I am. I'm I'm very happy that we all have such varied points of view. Um, Jeffrey, I never know what your what your opinion is going to be. When, when you said when you said Jenny's the problem, I was like, and then said and then you said that we're we're defending Will. I was like, yeah, this man's going to always say something I can't I can't expect. So we love you for your unexpected takes, Lulu. Just thank you for reminding me that I'm not crazy because Jeffrey almost gaslit me for a second there. I was like, <laughs> is Jamie the problem? Um, is there anything that you guys want to share with the audience about what you'll be up to before next week before we head off, guys? This is, what is today, the 23rd? This is Halloween weekend, so I'm hoping to have some fun, some spooky fun. You know, I don't know. The pandemic kind of killed L.A. Halloween, so hopefully something this weekend will be good. It'll be something to talk about next week. Yeah, it is some bullshit. How about you, Lulu? I don't really have anything going on now, but I feel like, like you said, L.A. and stuff always comes up, and I'm like, oh, I have no plans, and then it's like five parties that I need to go to or something's going on or somebody got this or come over. It's a brunch. It's a happy hour. It's something like so many moving parts. Well, for Valentine's, not Valentine's Day, Lord, where was my brand? Oh, we're talking about love, that's why. For Halloween, I'm going to my friend Rosa's, oh no, not Halloween, Monday, next Monday's the 30th. I'm going to my friend Rosa's meme party where we all have to dress as memes and I don't feel like buying anything, so I'm going to dress up as uh, Snoop Dogg in his bonnet and his robe. And it's a meme. It's a very popular meme. That's perfect. Which meme is it? <laughs> Snoop Dogg, when he has his hair tied up and he has a robe on, he's giving a side eye in the camera. You got to send me that one. I'm going to send it to you. I, I'm going to walk around with it so people don't think I, that I'm just a, a slovenly bitch. But yeah, that, that's my plan on the 30th. But I don't have anything actually planned for Halloween. You guys, we have to run. We will be back next week. Please remember that we're all just human beings doing human shit. You can find me at Blue Centric. You can find Lulu at <laughs> Lou underscore Lou one nine. And you can find Jeffrey at Jeffro five. J-E-F. That's only one F. J-E-F-R-O five. All right, guys, and if you find love, please hold on to it because some of us on this panel don't believe it even exists. <laughs> I believe it exists. It's just do it last. <laughs> <laughs>
<clears throat> wow. Okay. Wow. On that All note. All right. It was good. Good I night. I love y'all. Good night, y'all. Bye. <laughs> good night. Bye. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.